Hi there, and welcome to the C10 Podcast, where we mainly talk about leadership and mentoring in 10 questions with changemakers, mostly with ties to the Kansas City area. This is all part of the C of the Major Leagues Foundation, and specifically a tie-in to our C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. I'm Matt Folks, Executive Director of C of the Major Leagues and usual host of this podcast. I'm honored that you've chosen to listen this week. Thank you so much. Now, let's get into this week's conversation. This is episode 124 of the C10 Podcast, and we're talking with Dave Euchre, the swimming and diving coach at Olathe East High School here in the Kansas City area. Now, why are we talking with a high school swimming and diving coach on a podcast that mainly features business leaders and talks about leadership and mentoring? Well, as you may know, since 2017, we've had a program in partnership with Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City and the Royals called Coaches with Character. And each year, we recognize six coaches who are making Kansas City a better place. And this year, we're featuring the coaches on this podcast because who knows better about leadership, building teams, team chemistry, and so on than successful high school coaches who are developing great character leaders among their student-athletes. Dave Euchre, the swimming and diving coach to Olathe East High School here in the Kansas City area, happens to be one of the coaches with character. He is the July honoree. Uh, coach Euchre has been at Olathe East since it opened in 1992. So for 31 years, he's built an incredibly successful program and has turned out championship swimmers who understand the importance of becoming something bigger than themselves. With that, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Dave Euchre. Welcome to the CEO of the Major League Shed. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing fine. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's it's. I'm looking forward to it. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, even in just ten questions, we have a lot to talk about. But before that, we like to start these with what we call pregame batting practice, just a chance to get to know you a little bit better. So here we go. Question number one: My hero growing up was. Well, I had two: uh, Walter Payton and George mm-hmm. Brett. Okay, very good. So did you grow up here in the Kansas City area? I did not. I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Huh. My mom was from Kansas City. My dad was from Chicago. Oh. <laughs> and uh, back in the 70s, the Bears were the only thing on TV. And uh, I and the, the Royals were outstanding teams back in the 76, 77, 78, 80, so forth. Oh, yeah. Very good. Question number two, if I could have one superpower as a leader, it would be? Consistency. Question number three, the thing that motivates me every day is? To make sure that I am prepared for the kids that I'm coaching. Make sure I'm prepared for the day that's ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully at the end of the day, I can look in the mirror and be proud of what I see. And then question number four, if I could meet one person in history, it would be? Great question. There's probably too many to answer, but uh, well, who would be who would be two or three then? I'm a music music guy, so I enjoy. I would love to meet someone like John Lennon. Yeah. I um, coaching wise, I would love to meet someone like Doc Councilman back in the day, or John Wooden. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and especially John Lennon and John Wooden. That would be an interesting dinner. Those two. It would be a fascinating dinner. Yes, it would be. Uh, There's no direction. No telling which direction that would go. So that that could be interesting. Tell me about 17-year-old Dave Euchre. 17-year-old Dave Euchre was was kind of a knucklehead. 
he thought he knew what he was doing, thought that uh, he had probably a fairly big head, and looking back, made a lot of probably poor decisions, and yet hopefully over the years kind of began to learn from those mistakes and appreciate the fact that uh, the kids that I am coaching are going through some of the same uh, trials and tribulations and bad decisions and good decisions and uh, discovery that I was going through at the same time back when I was their age. You and I are probably pretty close in age. And I, for us growing up in the seventies and eighties with some of the decisions we made, let's just say it's a good thing that cell phones, video cameras were not that accessible back in the seventies and eighties. 100%. And what these kids are having to deal with navigating those waters. Mm -hmm. I I could not imagine some of the challenges that they have. Mm -mm. I agree. At 17, what were some of your aspirations? What did you What did you want to do when you quote unquote grew up? I don't know if I really had a specific direction. Looking back, I I kind of organized a high school age softball team Hmm. that I kind of coached. Um, I was like in charge of the lineups, getting the stuff like that going. But I wasn't thinking of coaching. I wasn't thinking of phys ed, middle school PE teacher for life. But I was thinking, and I I can remember a conversation right around 19 or 18 that uh, SMU was placed on on probation and lost their program. And and I was looking into sports administration after that, after talking with my swim coach at KU. I like sports, and uh, I'm glad I ended up where I am. You started Olathe East in 1992 when the school was first opening. I mean, what's what's kept you in the same place for 31 years? That's a good question. I'm a pretty conservative guy that uh, just kind of got involved and one thing led to another. I had a tremendous athletic department to work for. My athletic director, Ryan Ralston, was fabulous. My principal, Carl Krowitz, was fabulous. A lot of support. My wife was getting her kind of growing some roots here as well. And being as conservative as we are, just kind of uh, we don't act upon our our impulses right away. It takes a while. So we just kind of grew and grew and grew, developed a family. And next thing you know, they came through a late to school district and everything's worked out well. Very cool. When we posted the article about you on our social channels, a, a couple of people posted on Facebook about what a great influence you've had on their kids and how Olathe East is better because of you and, and those types of things. How important to you is that culture and developing that culture? For me, it's I just want to be proud of whatever group of kids I'm working with. I want them to understand that they are a part of something far bigger than themselves and uh, that they represent more than just themselves, that they represent their school, their team. I kind of, I want to do it the right way. And I have kind of a vision of what the right way is. And, and they kind of, it's, it's been easier as the years go by because pretty soon the kids start learning from each other that, Hey, this is the way we do things. This is how we're supposed to act. They don't always behave the right way, but 
then we have a little conversation and hopefully we can uh, redirect them into the doing the right stuff. And I don't know, it's just kind of evolved over the years on what I've wanted and what I like would like to see. Has that changed for you personally over the years as you've become more experienced, gotten older, et cetera? Yeah, you know, it's a it's an interesting dynamic. And the more the older I get and the more experienced I get, I start seeing things in a different light. When I was younger, I, I, I thought I knew what I was doing right. Mm -hmm. And I shake my head now as a coach. I shake my head looking back. Then as I started having kids. I wanted them to do, you know, try to instill values for them and might as well continue that with my team. Mm -hmm. And then the relationships that I had with the kids when I was 20s and 30s is far different than the relationship I have with the with the kids now that I'm older in the 50s. And it's it's um, it evolves. And while you think you know what you're doing back in one time. And now I look at look at myself, and the one thing I've learned is I don't know what I'm doing right. now, even and and I'm able to admit it. And I just right. and back then I I had I I didn't understand that exactly. Yeah, it's it's interesting as we get older, just how much we realize we didn't know when we thought we knew it all. Correct. This is J.R. Buckner, President and CEO of First Federal Bank of Kansas City. We hope you're enjoying this week's conversation. For this week's Student Spotlight, I'd like you to meet one of the students in our C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. My name is Avery Ward. I go to Piper High School, and my favorite thing about C10 is getting to meet new people and make new friends. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is proud to make a donation this week to the Post High School Scholarship Fund for seniors in the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. If you'd like to join us in this effort to give our future leaders an opportunity after high school, please click on the link in the show's notes. Now back to this week's conversation. What's most important to you when building a team and then and then leading that team? To do it the right way. For me, there's a right way and a wrong way. When we're at practice and we're going to have fun, we're going to work hard, we're going to have a strong work ethic. And um, I want them to learn to appreciate working hard. I also want them to learn to how to appreciate others, you know, differences. And I want them to have fun and we have good time. And uh, I want them to come every day and, and understand that they are valued regardless of your level of ability. But uh, it will respect everybody if you, you're willing to put the time and effort in to try to be better. I was talking with a parent of a student in our C10 Mentoring Leadership Program this week, and she was telling me about how COVID negatively affected her student academically and especially socially. And, and we see that, I mean, shoot, as a, as a parent, I mean, we, we see it and see how it's affected students. And as someone who's around high school students on a daily basis, and obviously COVID affected all of us in some way, shape or form, but what have you seen in these last two or three years? I definitely think the phone is, can be a problem. I think they are looking for affirmation for whatever things that they post or whatever mm -hmm. they feel like they seem to want to compare want to compare their lives with other lives that they see online. But I see that in society as a whole. And for a kid, I think it's even harder for them to 
try to value their lives and do what what they can do their best it's it's harder for them to understand that and they're still developing and develop i mean their brains are developing and they're developing their view of of society and everything. yeah it, and essentially it takes a village it, it takes parents and guardians of course but it takes coaches it takes other adults in our students lives to to really help guide them the person who nominated you pointed that out one thing i do want to point out because i just i mean this was this was a cool thing as i was reading through it because it, it doesn't happen often but again i think it speaks to you and who you are at least as i'm understanding the story a little bit but in 2014 ish you not only were the coach at Olathe East High School, but also at St. Thomas Aquinas High School. What in the world? How did you end up at two high schools? So the two schools are very close, within a mile of each other, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the athletic director at the time came to me because the Aquinas AD came to him, seeing if we could somehow create a co-op between the two schools. At the time, Aquinas had approximately, they finished the year with about four kids. Hmm. I said, yeah, I'm willing to do this. The one stipulation, they're in a different league than ours. I didn't want to sell whoever we were going to coach less. So I made sure that they provided me some type of an assistant coach that had a genuine connection with them. Mm -hmm. If they ever had to go to a meet, one one place and I'm at another school at another place for a late to east in the swim world I'll tell you what it's it's a fantastic environment on deck with the coaches it's a pretty dynamic uh, situation with the athletes Mm -hmm. and they all are in it together and so we welcome the Aquinas kids involved into the program and uh we didn't blink an eye. They just jumped in the lanes and they started swimming. When we went to a meet, they had their team. We had our team. Uh, we competed against each other, but we also sat next to each other. We rode the buses together. We just did everything together. And we were one team with two schools. It, it, it was a pretty cool situation for as long as it lasted. That's, that is cool. One of my sons ran cross country and track and, and, and I see some, some correlations as you're talking about the coaches on the deck and how all the student athletes are rooting for each other and whatnot. And that's very similar, especially in cross country. But what are some of the lessons that, that you think all of us can learn from swimming and diving and just that type of team? One, I would agree with you. I hear the cross country world is very similar. Mm -hmm. Part of that is because both of our Sports are very kind of objective and not subjective of playing time and that. It's based on time and it's based on finish. What can we learn from that? We don't have to be so divisive. We don't have to be so competitive that we forget the the human nature of having a, a fellow person next to you and you're wanting the best for them as well. Man, I watch I watch the girls' teams, I watch the boys and they're they all swim together in club, mm. in the club level. They all they, they they share the same lane. They sometimes are carpooling together at, at the club world, and then they come to they get split up at high school, and then they go to a meet, and they're there. Your friends are there, and go out there and try to beat them, and wish them the very best at the same time. And again, I think that can apply to our everyday lives as adults as well. Hundred percent. Our neighbors are our neighbors. 
help them out. And uh, like Brooke says, it, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. And we can make this make all of our lives so much better if we kind of care for one another. And hopefully my program develops that. We were talking earlier about our, our 10 C words. And I, th- I think as we've kind of talked through here a little bit, one of the C words that I equate to you is competitor, which in our seeing the major leagues and leadership vernacular, someone who has a desire and ability to compete uh, has high expectations, is tough-minded, but brings out the best in others. What does that word competitor mean to you in, in leadership? Doing your best, doing it the right way, and um, competing at the individual level of trying to become better. It's, it's weird that uh, you have to redefine winning for everybody. Everybody's different. Everybody has different ability. Some is God-given, some is uh, hard work and, and develops on their own. Just continue to um, do your best and, and do it the right way. And, yeah. and you can be a winner regardless of how what shows on the scoreboard. And then finally, I asked you earlier about 17-year-old Dave Euchre. If you could go back today, what would you tell him? That you're not as smart as you think you are. Listen before you act. And uh, be proud of who you are, but understand you'll make some mistakes and own up to your mistakes and just be a responsible person. Very good. Well, Coach, thank you for your time this week. Again, congratulations on being selected as a coach with character. We'll see you in person later on this season. Sounds great. I appreciate it. Well, that does it for this episode of the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we hope that you'll leave a favorable review on your favorite podcast platform. If you didn't enjoy it or you have other comments or suggestions for potential guests, you can click on the comment link in the show's notes. We drop a new episode at the end of every week, but be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an interview. And if you or your company would like to help underwrite this podcast, let me know. Until next time, this is Matt Folks for the See You in the Major Leagues Foundation saying be safe and take care.